0: Listening to SBS on the money
1: with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi, everyone. It's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 13th of August 2021. Later, what the current crop of profits say about the current reporting season, but first to mandatory vaccines at work. Now, the Fair Work Ombudsman has released updated guidance which employers can follow to direct employees to get the vaccine if it's considered lawful and reasonable. Now, that's the key phrase there. And to help, it's adopted a four-tier system. The higher up, the more likely to be reasonable given increased risk. So tier one, for example, is where employees need to interact with people and are at risk of contracting COVID, like hotel quarantine workers. And so the lower you go, the less likely to be reasonable although community transmission in certain areas may be a factor for mandatory vaccination T2 for example is in healthcare and aged care T3 stores providing essential goods and services for example and T4 work from home now some workplaces may have a mix of tiers and businesses will have to go individually to the fair work commission to justify their decision to vaccinate and get legal advice for more i spoke earlier with Innes Willocks. He's the chief executive of the Australian Industry Group. Innes, to what extent does the FWO clarify employers' responsibility to vaccinate employees now?
0: We now have much clearer guidance for employers around what they can and can't do when it comes to vaccination there's still going to be the need for many employers to vaccinate their workforce, particularly those that are very public facing or where the workforce is very close together, working in regional or remote communities, those sort of examples. So employers and businesses will have the opportunity to go to the Fair Work Commission to make the case that vaccinating their workforce is lawful and reasonable under the circumstances, and then we'll be able to vaccinate their workforce and insist upon it. Uh, there's also the course of getting public health orders, which means that uh, uh, employers in geographic areas or in certain sectors of the economy also have the right to vaccinate. So this this new guidance means that not everyone in every workplace is going to have to be vaccinated, but it means that employers now have much clearer rights and guidance around when and how they can insist on vaccination.
1: What's your message to smaller businesses that have got to go through all of this? And it's, a, I guess, a bit more important paperwork, though.
0: Well, it is because businesses individually will have to go to fair work to justify their decision to vaccinate. Um, but there certainly will be precedent set as we go through this, which will give business in time much clearer guidance around what they should and shouldn't be able to expect.
1: Um, The government's role, what do you think it is in all of this and what else can it do? Well, the government made it very
0: clear in discussions that it wasn't minded to mandate vaccinations for everyone. And that really wasn't what business was asking for. It was seeking clarity around what business could do. Uh, We think through these guidelines that have been developed in consultation with government business now has a much clearer idea uh, on how it should go forward and uh, given where the government's at having to work with the different states as well this was probably about as good an outcome as that employers could expect.
1: And just finally on on a broader note what do you think the uh, business's role is in the vaccination rollout especially when it comes to messaging and in particular to those employees of non-English speaking backgrounds?
0: Employers have made it very clear for a long time that they stand ready to assist with the vaccine rollout, encouraging their workforce to be vaccinated, to assist with education and training and learning around vaccination. Um, there's a big uh, hope that employers will be able to become vaccine hubs themselves to help roll out the vaccine with the proper indemnities. So, employment is where people congregate and it's where. More conversations around vaccination can be held. Employers are ready to provide the material, to provide the support and assistance to their workforce. It's crucial that governments roll out more in-language information to uh, migrant communities who are part of the workforce so that people, uh, no matter their background, can make informed choices and and participate in the conversation. Uh, That's something that's been missing so far. Employers are very conscious of it. Employers have very multicultural workforces and need as much information from government as possible that they can use and roll out to their workforce to assist in this conversation.
1: Ines Willicks there from the Australian Industry Group. Now to the Australian share market, which continue to hit another record high, the 200 up half percent 7,628. For more, I spoke earlier with Marcus Bogden from Blackmore Capital. Marcus, the share market keeps hitting record highs here despite lockdowns, despite rising COVID numbers. Why?
2: Well, it's based on the fundamentals and the fundamentals for this of the last financial year have been particularly strong. And so we've we've almost had a one-to-one relationship from the growth of the share market to the growth in earnings. So it's been matched by fundamentals and that's earnings growth. And so we've had a circa 25% uplift in the ASX 200 over the last year. But the expectation is, and we're seeing this in this coming results period, is that we're going to get earnings growth of 20% plus. And that will mean also a very good uplift in dividends. So on that basis, that's the justification for the current valuations in the share market.
1: Speaking of earnings season, um, on the SBS on the Money podcast this week, we spoke with the CEO of Telstra, the CEO of the Commonwealth Bank, for example. What have you learnt from profit reporting season so far?
2: Well, so far, it's actually been better than expected. Uh, The banks that have reported, uh, Suncorp and, and Commonwealth Bank, and yesterday, NAB, uh, results better than what the market expected uh, on, from an earnings perspective, from a capital position perspective, from a dividend perspective, and also they've been able to hold on to their, onto their margins, and hence uh, you've seen good support for those for those companies. And in, in a sense, for, for what we've seen in Telstra, um, it was very pleasing for the first time in four or five years that you actually started to see some momentum back into the business in the second half of 2021. And that was particularly so in their mobile business where you got revenue growth there and and a higher margin plus a buyback.
1: So those of those larger companies that have reported, what do you think it says so far about the way they've managed COVID as we lead into this you know uh, new financial year which seems to be a bit more challenging because we are seeing a bit of a hit to the economic growth and lockdowns.
2: Well, each of those companies are fundamentally sound and very conservative in the way of their of their balance sheets. And earnings have been far more resilient than, than we're expecting. Uh, and it was interesting, you know, the commentary from, particularly from the Commonwealth Bank, uh, from their latest statistics are that, you know, the response so far from an economic perspective has been rather muted. And that's somewhat surprising given the lockdowns that we're seeing on on the east coast so i think what we're looking forward for now is what is the expectation for guidance and outlook for 2022 and is there the expectations that we will get earnings growth again for this uh, coming financial year
1: okay next week reporting season continues what are you looking to
2: well, there's some really important results next week. In healthcare, we've got CSL. Uh, in the industrial space, we've got bramb- Brambles and CleanAway. And then in consumer staples, coal. So, a very good mix, and, a, and it also will give us a very good indication, further indication, of what's happening in the real economy.
1: And where do you see opportunities in this current market?
2: Well, I think the strategy is that um, just given the backdrop and the challenges that we're seeing with the Delta variant, that you do have to be uh, have an aspect of of your investments around uh, what we would classify as high quality defensive companies, defensive industrial companies the consumer staples, such as the supermarkets. Uh, so that's a bedrock in terms of those foundations. And then secondly, looking at, the, at those groups of companies that will benefit, we think, structurally uh, in terms of growth going forward. So Goodman Group uh, in terms of uh, logistic warehousing uh, and companies in food delivery, such as Marley Spooner, are other examples where there's potential opportunities.
1: Marcus Bogdan there from Blackmore Capital. This SBS On The
0: Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before
1: making any financial decision.